0: Welcome to Star Wars in Ten. Now hit the intro. What color you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show. So just get back, be ready, close, clear your mind of what
1: you know, and let the Force be the course of where we go as we take this journey far, far away. Now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honest if you would join
0: us. What's going on, far, far away family? How is everyone doing today? Everything going good on your side of the galaxy? Same old stuff out here on the Outer Rim. Boba Fett is the new crime boss on Tatooine and the dang Republic is back patrolling the galaxy. What is an old Sith supposed to do? But enough of all that, we got a story to get to. Because where we left off yesterday, it had Bane practicing with his lightsaber. This story takes place 10 years after the events that ended with Kaleeb saving his life and ridding him of the Org after his own lightning had almost killed him and they were poisoning him from within. So without wasting any more time, let's get to the next part.
1: He could sense the power of the dark side building inside him. It
0: began, as it
1: always did, with a faint spark, a tiny flicker of light and heat. Muscles tense and coiled in anticipation, he fed the spark, fueling it with his own passion, letting his anger and fury transform the flame into an inferno waiting to be unleashed. As the first fat drop splattered onto the patio stones around him, Bane exploded into action. Abandoning the overpowering style of De Gemso, He shifted to the quicker sequences of Surisu, his lightsaber tracing tight circles above his head in a series of movements designed to intercept enemy blaster bolts. The wind rose to a howling gale, and the scattered drops quickly became a downpour. His body and mind united as one. He channeled the infinite power of the Force against the driving rain. Tiny clouds of hissing steam formed as his blade picked off the descending drops while Bane twisted, twirled, and contorted his body to evade those few that managed to slip through his defenses. For the next ten minutes, he battled the pelting storm, reveling in the power of the dark side. And then, as suddenly as it had begun, the tempest was gone, the dark clouds scurrying away on the breeze. Breathing hard, Bane extinguished his lightsaber. His skin was sheened in sweat but not a single drop of rain had touched his bare flesh. Sudden storms were an almost nightly occurrence on Siutric, particularly here in the lush forest on the outskirts of the capital city of Diplona. Yet this minor inconvenience was easily tolerated when set against all the advantages the planet had to offer. Located on the outer rim, far from the seat of galactic power and far from the prying eyes of the Jedi Council, Siutric had the good fortune to exist at the nexus of several hyperspace trading routes. Vessels stopped at the planet frequently, giving rise to a small but highly profitable industrial society centered on trading and shipping. More importantly to Bane, the constant flow of visitors from regions scattered across the galaxy gave him easy access to contacts and information, allowing him to build up a network of informants and agents that he could personally oversee. This would have been impossible had his body still been covered with the orbalisks, a host of chitinous parasites that fed upon his flesh in exchange for the strength and protection they afforded. His living armor had made him nearly invincible in one-on-one combat, yet its monstrous appearance had forced him to remain hidden from the eyes of the galaxy. Back then, his plans to build up wealth, influence, and political power ...had been crippled by his physical deformity. Forced into a life of isolation, lest the Jedi become aware of his existence... ...he had worked only through emissaries and go-betweens. He had relied on Xana to be his eyes and ears. All the information he received was funneled through her. Every goal and task was accomplished by her hand. As a result, Bane had been forced to act more cautiously... ...slowing his efforts and delaying his plans. Things were different now.
0: He was still a fearsome figure to behold, but no more
1: so than any mercenary, bounty hunter, or retired soldier. Clad in the typical garb of their adopted homeworld, he was remarkable more for his height than anything else. Noticeable, but hardly unique. He was able to mingle with the crowds, interact with those who possessed information, and forge relationships with valuable political allies. He no longer had to remain hidden, for now, he was able to conceal his true self behind an assumed identity. To this end, Bain had purchased a small estate a few minutes outside Diplona, adopting the guise of siblings Sep and Alia Omek, wealthy import-export merchants. He and Xana had carefully cultivated their new identities in the planet's influential, social, political and economic circles. Their estate was close enough to the city to give them easy access to everything Sutric had to offer, yet isolated enough to allow Xana to continue her lessons in the ways of the Sith. Stagnation and complacency were the seeds that would lead to the ultimate destruction of the Jedi. As the Dark Lord, Bane had to be vigilant against allowing his own order to fall into the same trap. It was necessary not just to train his apprentice, but also ...to continue to increase his own skills and knowledge. A cool zephyr wafted across the courtyard, chilling Bane's sweat-soaked body. His physical training was done for the evening. Now it was time for the truly important work to begin. A few dozen strides brought him to the small annex at the rear of the estate. The door was locked, sealed by a coded security system. Punching in the digits, he gently pushed the door open and stepped into the building that served as his private library. The interior consisted of a single square room, five meters on each side, lit only by a single soft light hanging from the ceiling. The walls were lined by shelves overflowing with the scrolls, tomes, and manuscripts he had assembled over the years. The teachings of the ancient Sith. In the center of the room stood a large podium and a small pedestal. On the pedestal rested the Dark Lord's greatest treasure, his holocron. A four-sided crystal pyramid, small enough to be held in the palm. The holocron contained the sum of all Bane's knowledge and understanding. Everything he had learned about the ways of the dark side, all his teachings, all his philosophies, had been transferred into the holocron, recorded for all eternity. It was his legacy a way to share an entire lifetime of wisdom with those who would follow him in the line of Sith Masters. The holocron would pass to Xana on his death, providing she could one day prove herself strong enough to wrest the mantle of Dark Lord away
0: from him. Bane was no longer certain that day would come. Okay, this part starts off with Bane practicing in the rain. He is trying to stop every raindrop from hitting his flesh. Do you know how fast you would have to be? I don't even think the force can make someone that fast. But he is trying to do it all, and I can really imagine the sound of the raindrops sizzling on the lightsaber. But after a little bit of time passed, he stops training and he goes into the mansion they call home. They went from staying in a camp on Ambria to a mansion, it must be nice to have that kind of money. But Bane goes into his own private library, and at the center of this room was his most prized possession, his finished holocron with all of his Sith knowledge. The one thing that he would pass on to his apprentice. Xana would ever challenge him for the position, something that Bane is starting to question she will ever do, because Xana is taking her sweet time about it. But only one way she will ever get it is if he's dead. And that's where this part comes to an end. Okay, let's get to the quote of the day, and it comes to us from Peter Shankman. He said, If it is really easy and takes no time, then you are doing something wrong. Wow, what a powerful statement. People often look for the easy way to reach their goals, not knowing that there is no easy way. You must work hard to achieve your dreams. It takes time and sacrifice to gain success. I know, I know. What about that person that posted one viral video? Statistically, you have a better chance of winning the lottery. And most often, they didn't tell you about the 10,000 videos that they made before they ever got the viral one. They still had to put in the work. So if it takes no time or effort, then it is wrong. And that's all the time that we have for today. Join us next time as we cover part three. Hope to see you there. (laughs)